0: Welcome to this episode of Inside Publishing, the series where we interview industry experts on everything publishing. Hi, I'm Lily and I'm the Digital Content Officer for SYP Oxford. In this episode, we'll be taking a closer look at publishing apprenticeships. Our guest today is Alexia Lear, who works as a Marketing Assistant Apprentice in Bloomsbury's Children and YA department. Alexia has kindly offered to share her personal experiences offering valuable insights into her day-to-day responsibilities as an apprentice. Hello Alexia, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, I'm really excited to be here.
0: I can't wait to learn more about apprenticeships. So I'd like to start off by asking, what made you want to pursue a career in publishing?
1: I think that I was really gravitated towards publishing, especially in children's books. I think it's so important that We get children start reading from a young age and also I loved books as a child and I'd love to promote those books and get them into children's hands more and that's why publishing really like spoke to me.
0: And if your main interest is in children's publishing it makes sense that you've ended up at Bloomsbury. So how did you find out about this apprenticeship opportunity with them?
1: So this was in my last year of school actually and I was doing loads of searching for jobs and apprenticeships because I knew I didn't want to go to uni so I was mostly looking at marketing and publicity roles and looking at loads of different types of publishing I was applying to magazines and book publishing mostly trade and I came across this one which I was immediately amazed by because Bloomsbury is such an amazing company So I applied and it all happened very quickly. I was very lucky because I think there was a lot of applicants and to be so young and to get this role is amazing.
0: That's really great because, as you say, publishing is a very oversubscribed industry. And for internships and apprenticeships, you can have hundreds of applicants for just a handful of positions. So huge congratulations. Could you tell me a bit more about what the application process was like?
1: My apprenticeship is in partnership with a company called LDN Apprenticeships. And you start off by applying to them instead of to Bloomsbury because they partner with loads of different publishing companies. And you didn't actually need to give in a CV. They more wanted to ask questions about you, what interested you in the role. So it was a really unique application experience and then after that there were many sort of interviews mostly again with the apprenticeship company and they were really helpful they were given loads of advice on how to progress forward and they would run sessions about building your CV how to impress an employer so I think that really helped in the process and then As the rounds of interviews went on, I was invited to a work trial with Bloomsbury. So I got a range of marketing and publicity tasks to try. And that was over a day. And I handed those in. And then I think not long after that, I got the call and they offered me the job. So everything happened within, I would say, a couple of weeks. So it was quite intense, but very much worth it.
0: That does sound very intense. I've not experienced a work trial or anything like that before. Was that in person or was it virtual?
1: It was digital. So how it worked was I started around midday because I think I actually had an A-level exam in the morning. So they said, oh, you can start a bit later. So I started at midday and they sent over a document with five or so different tasks to do, all sort of different styles. So some were research, some were more creative and we were given sort of the working day to finish it so by the next day at midday I had to hand it all in and then I got to have a call after with one of the um, people who is now a colleague and she gave me some feedback which was really great as well.
0: Wow that's full-on having an A-level exam and (laughs) an interview all in the same day.
1: What kind of tasks were you set? Um, So for the work trial, it was research such as find an event venue, or it would be something like create an activity pack for a children's book. And then when it came to the actual interview questions... They sort of focused on why you're interested in publishing or specifically why you're interested in children's books. And also like your typical interview questions, such as what sort of three traits would you say are the best traits that you have and why?
0: Some interesting tasks there. And with the questions, it sounds like they were really trying to get to know you as people.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's good because they're not expecting you to have any experience at all. It's really based on how you approach work and the sort of person you are. And that's a great thing about apprenticeship as well. It's giving you that entry point with absolutely no experience.
0: That's great, because I know it can be so frustrating if you're trying to enter publishing or any other industry and employees expect you to have a huge range of experience already. It's good in this process they were more looking for someone who's eager to learn and gain these new skills. So my next question is, what does a day in the life of a marketing apprentice look like?
1: So as an apprentice, you get asked to help so many people with so many different parts of their campaigns So it's hard to say that there's an exact schedule of the day, which is actually really exciting because you're getting to learn loads of new things. You're getting to experience different tasks and what different people do within the business. But typically I do a lot of design for the team. So I do a lot of designing social media assets and A plus assets, which are the sort of publisher info that you get on Amazon when you scroll down. Also briefing activity packs or it could be scheduling things to be posted on social media. There's a wide breadth of things I do and it just changes day to day. There could be very last minute things I'm asked to do as an apprentice. You've got to sort of be ready to jump and help people. But I'm always happy to do that because at the end of the day, it's given me experience that I can then show in my exam when I finish my apprenticeship.
0: Yes, it's good you can gain that hands-on experience in the workplace. So what's your training for the apprenticeship like? Is it quite structured?
1: I would say so, definitely with the apprentice company side. We have sort of monthly live sessions with them where we'll focus on a topic and some other apprentices may share a presentation about a certain topic in publishing. Because one of the great things is that We're all in completely different departments. We're all doing different roles. A lot of the other apprentices do editorial. So we get to learn about what they do and they're in academic or they're working in magazines. So it's really interesting to find out from lots of other people. So you're learning from the industry professionals, but you're also learning from each other, which is really great. But there's so many opportunities. I've been able to sign up to do PTC, Publishing Training Centre courses, for free, which is great. Bloomsbury offer LinkedIn learning courses for free. There's always lots of in-house training that you can attend. So there's really a limitless amount of options available. And if you're the sort of person who will go out looking for training as well, because it's so easy to just send an email and say, would you be able to teach me this? And everyone's so welcoming. They'll put aside some time and teach you how to do something.
0: Lots and lots of opportunities there. You mentioned apprentices in other departments. How many apprentices are currently on your programme?
1: Within Bloomsbury, I think at the moment there must be about, maybe about 13 of us at Bloomsbury at the moment. So there's quite a few, but we interact with people in loads of other companies as well. So sort of in my cohort of apprentices, there's apprentices at DK, there's apprentices at Simon & Schuster, there's apprentices at academic and magazines such as like BMJ and there's so many different avenues to go down which I think is really good as well because a lot of the time when you think of publishing you think of editorial trade but there's so many different things to try and that's the good thing about the publishing apprenticeship because although I'm focused in marketing and publicity I actually have to learn about everything. I have to learn about editorial. I have to learn about sales. There's so many avenues to go down.
0: Yes, it's great to see that overview of all the different departments. Because as you say, when most people think of publishing jobs, their mind goes straight to editorial. That's certainly what I used to think before entering the industry because there's not much visibility for the various other publishing roles that take a book from concept to delivering it into readers' hands. So it's great your apprenticeship gives you insight into these other departments. So let's take a closer look at some of the campaign work you've been doing. Do you tend to work on campaigns for individual titles, or is it more thematic collections?
1: Within my role, I've actually been very lucky to be trusted with some of my own campaigns they've been more like core campaigns so no budget allocated and basic campaign points but it's been such a great responsibility to be able to do that especially as I think I got allocated my first title when I was about four or five months into my apprenticeship.
0: Wow. So really early on.
1: Yeah, really early on. And I was quite daunted, but everyone is so helpful. And you actually realise how much you've learned when you actually are given a campaign and you're learning along the way. Everyone's really ready to help you. So I've done a couple of campaigns now, but I do get to work with... A lot of people on their campaigns too and that's really exciting because on some of them i get to work on really big campaigns where we're working with ya books that are trying to be tiktok sensations and you get to learn about middle grade and picture books and ya and that's the great thing again about being an apprentice everyone's so willing to help you learn
0: definitely can you talk me through one of the bigger campaigns you've worked on I'm curious about the TikTok sensations.
1: (laughs) I've done a lot of work alongside the marketer and publicist for a YA title that came out a few weeks ago called Gwen and Art are Not in Love by Lex Croucher.
0: That title rings a bell. I feel like I've come across some of the promotions for that one. Well, there we go.
1: (laughs) That shows it's worked well. But um, I haven't been at the forefront of it, I would say. I wouldn't expect to. But I've done a lot of behind the scenes things. So I've created a lot of social assets, which both Bloomsbury and the author and also Waterstones have posted on their social medias, which is really exciting to see. And I also got to curate a influencer mailing box that went out to some TikTok influencers. And that was really fun because I got to pick out lots of... Gifts and present them nicely in the box and it's really nice to see people receive them and make videos about it so that was a really exciting campaign because even though I wasn't really at the centre of it and obviously I wasn't the main marketer or anything like that it was really great to be part of it.
0: Amazing and of course without that back-end work a campaign couldn't run at all. I'm so jealous of the day you spent designing those gift boxes because it sounds like so much fun. (laughs) What did you add to them in the end?
1: The theme of the book is very Arthurian. There are knights and princesses. I picked out a sword bookmark. We had some prints that were commissioned by an artist, which were beautiful prints um, of the characters. Um, We had some branded Love Heart sweets. So many other things, I'm trying to think. We had some herbal tea and some bath salts. And obviously a copy of the book, which was... Surely the most exciting part.
0: Honestly, this is just really making me want to become a book talker. <laughs> I really want to get my hands on one of these boxes.
1: Honestly, I was I was popping them and I was like, I'd really like to receive this.
0: Yeah, I think TikTok has realised this is the content for me <laughs> because book talkers doing unboxing videos are always turning up at the top of my feed. So my next question is what have been the highlights of your apprenticeship so far?
1: I think it would be hard to talk about highlights without talking about what a positive experience it's been. Like I've said before, everyone is so nice in publishing. I feel like publishing is such a positive industry to working from what I have seen anyway. And the people are just amazing, always willing to help me learn and get me involved. And that's just been such an amazing part of it. In terms of work I've done, I would definitely say a lot of the design work I've been able to do. I've created launch party invitations and, like I said before, social assets, posters for book events. And that's something that I've loved every second of. I didn't even know Photoshop before I got this job. I've sort of taught myself along the way because I've always sort of had that love for design lurking and I've finally been able to use it and put it into my work. (laughs) So
0: you're the first person to say yes if a design task comes up. Yes. (laughs) Do you get much choice in what tasks you're set? Is it something you can ask your manager about?
1: Yes, so I have a line manager and they're very like aware that I have to allocate 20% of my working hours to my apprenticeship course so those 20 that 20% of hours so works out about an eight hour day I have to show that I'm sort of doing courses for my apprenticeship or reading up about it or anything that's sort of me learning the rest of my hours obviously it's shorter than everyone else's work week I am mindful that I'm having to balance both the work and the apprenticeship. I'm not great at saying no a lot of the time because, one, it's hard to say no because you just want to help everyone. And also, I see every piece of work I'm given as a little bit more experience that I can say that I've done and I can prove that I've done to my apprenticeship. I feel like as I've been there longer, I've learned more to sort of set boundaries. And a lot of people understand that I do get a lot of work from across the team because sometimes you've got different people emailing you and they don't know that another person has emailed you sort of work. So you might be getting a lot of things at once. But I really sort of work with my manager, sort of letting her know what's going on. And a lot of the time we will say to people, copy her into emails that are giving me work so that she knows what's going on as well. And we can sort of learn to say to people, I've got this going on at the moment. Is this task that you're giving me something that's important or something that I can do next week?
0: It's really good that consistent communication is there. I know it can be so difficult to balance the workload if you're working or studying or in your case, both. I'm glad to hear your manager is very proactive in supporting you with this.
1: I've had two managers over the course of the year and they've both been so great and really accommodating of my time and they're offering to reach out to people if I want to learn something different. So yeah, they've just been amazing and they've made the experience a lot easier for me. Brilliant.
0: Brilliant. So how is the studying part of the apprenticeship going? And where are you in the timeline? As in, when did you start and how far through the course are you right now?
1: The apprenticeship altogether is, it's a 15 month period. 12 months of that is the apprenticeship time. And then the three months after, at the end, are allocated sort of getting ready and revising for the end point assessment that we'll do so I'm currently I believe in month 11 quite close to the end at the end of July so in about five weeks I will have to have handed in all my sort of project work and portfolio work we have to write up three big projects that we've done across the year and we also have to have a number of smaller sort of project portfolio pieces which can just be examples of things that we've learned or things we've researched or sort of smaller campaign or campaigns or bits of work we've done. So I have to hand that all in next month. So I feel like it's gone so quickly. The time the time does really run away with you. Um but I feel like I'm at a good place. I've got most of my work done. It's just obviously there's always that looming idea of an exam at the end and It's like being back at school when you've got your end of year exams or you've always got that in your head. But I feel that by then I'll be really confident in the work I do and publishing as an industry. And I feel like it will go really smoothly, I hope.
0: Honestly, you seem so on top of it already. You've got this. It's interesting you've got a big written exam at the end of your course. For some reason, I imagined a publishing apprenticeship would be all marked on coursework and your portfolio instead?
1: Well, actually, it's quite a different exam process. It's actually all a discussion. So I don't do a written exam. How it works is we have a professional discussion with someone from the publishing industry and they may be in a completely different part of the industry to me. They may be in academic and in editorial. So, they might have no clue what I do in my job, but I have to speak with them and they'll have a list of questions to ask me. And it's to sort of, it's not really as much to check that I've remembered things because you're allowed to take in notes and you're allowed to prepare. So, it's not a memory test, it's more showing your experience, showing how examples of how you've worked in a team, examples of how you've learned about the editorial process, examples of how you've created an amazing piece of work. I think it's about a two and a half hour long discussion. It's quite long, but um, from what I've heard, everyone never really sort of runs out of things to say because you've got 12 months of experience that you've just done and you're using that to prove that you've met the standard before you think that's a really long time to speak. But then you look back and think, well, I've actually done a full time job for 12 months. So hopefully it should go very smoothly. And we also have to do a presentation.
0: Good, you have plenty to talk about. Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't actually personally know anyone sort of from family or friends who is in publishing or anything. So it's a very new concept to me. So you just never know really how it's going to go. But I've got loads of people I work with who are always happy to answer questions. So it should go really well.
0: Well, just from our chat today, I think it's obvious how much experience you've gained that you can take forward to your exam. And this sounds like a wonderful way to test people's practical knowledge. You know, instead of memory skills, it's focusing on your people skills and your ability to communicate with other professionals in the field. It sounds like a great change from you know, these traditional sat down written exams that come to mind. Man, I really wish I could sit in on some of these discussions. It sounds (laughs) so interesting. So moving on to the next question. I've been told you recently won apprentice of the month. (laughs) Firstly, a huge congratulations. Could you tell me a bit more about what you did to achieve this?
1: The way that I believe it works is this is all done through the actual apprenticeship company. It's nothing to do with Bloomsbury. I have a skills coach and she is the one who I go to when I need help. I have monthly catch-ups with her and she helps me with all my project work and each month all of the skills coaches. So this is across the entire apprenticeship company. So it's not just the publishing apprentices. They have like Salesforce apprentices. I think they have like IT apprentices, business apprentices. So it's out of really the whole company. And each of the skills coaches will nominate someone from their group each month. And they will ask their line manager to sort of write out quite a lengthy nomination as to why they should win and then these get submitted to sort of a senior board at the apprenticeship company and they'll read through all the submissions and pick someone to win.
0: That's even more incredible, (laughs) amazing.
1: It's it's a big thing but when, when it happens to you you don't really think of how big of a thing it is because you get so many people saying like congratulations that's amazing but when it happens to you it just sort of doesn't feel (laughs) like that big it's hard to explain but um yeah so back in april i had a catch up with my coach and she was like oh i'm excited to tell you that i've nominated you for apprentice of the month which was really exciting but you never really think that you're going to be the one to win because so many people get nominated and always told by your coach that it's really competitive and then i remember i was actually on annual leave the day that it was announced but i turned on my phone and i just had all these notifications from people at work like my manager had texted me and she was like i know you're away but you've won (laughs) that was, was such an amazing thing to see and it was really nice to read through the nomination my manager wrote for me because She gave me so much praise and she was speaking about all these great things you've done and it's a really nice thing to read through because it sort of solidifies, yes, I'm doing my job well, I'm making an impact. Yeah, it it was just a bit of a whirlwind, really.
0: Amazing. And when you're putting so much hard work into a role, it must mean so much to get that feedback that, you know, you're smashing it. And surely for your course, that's a great thing to have under your belt.
1: Oh yeah definitely. Um, I'll definitely be using that as an example in my exam. I think it's a really good thing that they do. It's really nice seeing all the winners each month because again like I said they're all from completely different industries and you get to see what other people are doing and everyone's doing such different things but you see that they're all working hard and I think that it's just such an amazing way to keep people going, and
0: it must be nice to have that reminder that you are part of this wider community of apprenticeships.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I thought I'd ask a question to look beyond the apprenticeship. I was wondering what kind of advice you're given for career development and career progression for after your course is finished.
1: Yeah, so I think that obviously the main thing is as it's a publishing apprenticeship you're getting experience from all the departments. Luckily for me, I always knew I wanted to do marketing and publicity and I managed to get that role. Other people may definitely know they want to be in publishing but not know what area of the business they want to be in. So it's a really great way for sort of you to learn about everything else and sort of decide at the end what it is you want to do. And they're really encouraging of you looking out for jobs because not all companies will guarantee you a job at the end but even your line managers at work will be so helpful and they'll help you craft a CV they'll help you look out for jobs internally or externally and it is very mindful that at the end of the apprenticeship like you're done you're out into the working world fully so, yeah, they do really prepare you as to the skills that you'll need for that. I remember at the very start of the apprenticeship, they would have sort of inductions and calls where they would teach you about how to act in a working environment. And I remember I had to do some sort of online courses on testing my knowledge on how to behave in a work atmosphere and they're really trying to get you ready for a career because everyone's at different stages when they enter everyone's at different stages when they enter the apprenticeship you've got people like me who've literally just left school you've got people who have just left uni and they're looking to carry on their love for reading and going into publishing you have people who didn't even study anything to do with publishing at uni and want a change And you even get people in the apprenticeship who are later on in their life. There's so many different ages and it's really sort of diverse. So they are mindful of everyone's different journey.
0: Wonderful. So from the sounds of it, the apprenticeship hasn't put you off publishing. (laughs) You still want to work in this sector in the future.
1: If anything, it's made me love the idea more because you realise what an amazing industry it is, the message behind it. Yeah, I've just loved every second of it. I know that there has been a bit more stressful times and I know other people can experience that too because you're balancing a course on top of full-time work. But I just have to remember at the end of the day, like I'm very lucky to be in this position. Publishing, like you said earlier, is such a competitive industry to get into. And I've been given such a great opportunity to go into it with no experience and be able to experience the whole industry.
0: Yes, you're lucky, but also very deserving. It sounds like you've taken full advantage of all the opportunities to learn and meet new people. So my final question is, would you recommend an apprenticeship to other aspiring publishers? Because there's a lot of routes you can go down, you can do a publishing master's course, a lot of publishers offer work experience and internships. So why did you choose an apprenticeship over some of these other options?
1: I mean, to start off, I'd say apprenticeships are amazing. I'm so happy that more apprenticeship opportunities are starting to open up. I always knew I never was going to go to university. It was just something that never appealed to me. And I always knew that I would go down the apprenticeship route. And I think the real opportunity is, of course, you're working a full-time job and getting paid whilst learning and getting a qualification that you don't have to pay for. So you're getting experience and you're getting an education and you don't have to pay anything. I think that's the main idea.
0: Sounds like the best of both worlds.
1: I think it really is. You're you're getting on the job experience, you're learning from people who have worked in their industry for a long time. Instead of sort of looking at a board and sort of trying to remember what words mean, you're hearing them sort of every day and you're putting them into practice and I think it's just such a great way of learning because you actually have to put everything that you're learning into practice and you're seeing results, and sometimes things go wrong, and then you learn from your mistakes, and it's really a great way to sort of push you into your career at the end. So I would definitely definitely tell people to get friend, get an apprenticeship if they can. Obviously, it's can be quite a difficult process as they're becoming more popular, but I think getting any sort of work experience you can is great too. I know that places like Penguin do... Um, work experience and sort of summer internships which is also great. I know people at Bloomsbury who started off at Bloomsbury by doing work experience and now they are quite high in the company and they're doing really great. You never know where it's going to take you even if it's just a two-week work experience just go for it. Even if an apprenticeship seems a bit daunting or you're not ready to sort of go into apprenticeship because it's quite a big commitment definitely if there's any work experience take it take it
0: (laughs) really good advice and as you say the more options for people to enter the publishing industry the better and I think we are starting to see more opportunities come up over the past few years I believe Bloomsbury welcomed its first apprentices in 2021 and hopefully that program will continue in the years to come Well thank you for such a great chat Alexia. It's been wonderful to learn more about your experiences and I think you've given some really useful information for anyone considering applying for an apprenticeship at Bloomsbury or any publishing house. And wishing you the best of luck for the rest of your apprenticeship.
1: Oh thank you, thank you so much for having me. I think this is such a great way to get information about publishing and for me getting news about apprenticeships work out there and yeah it's been really great speaking to you.
0: Thank you Alexia. And thank you for listening to Inside Publishing. If you enjoyed this episode please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This really helps us reach more people with more publishing insights. See you next time.